When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to the Space News Pod, your daily space news headquarters. My name is Will. And there's a 30 million page archive of human history and civilization that's been launched aboard a spacecraft that's headed to the moon. And I'm going to talk about that in a couple seconds. But first, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been supporting the podcast. The best way to support it is just to listen. Hit that subscribe button. Listen every single day because there's new space news all the time. And another way to help is through Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash space news podcast, you can help out monetarily, help out the podcast. It really does help me do these things every single day. So if you find this pod entertaining, educational, and if it helps your kids, please, if you will make a donation on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash space news podcast. And speaking of kids, well, there's going to be a new segment coming up called uh, Kids Ask About Science or something like that. I'm not sure what the name's going to be, but hit me up on Twitter at Space News Pod, on Instagram or Facebook at Space News Pod, and ask your questions. Have your kids ask questions, and I'll try to answer them as best as I can for them. Because building a very good science-based and fact-based foundation for children is a very important thing. So I want to do my little part, and if you want to be part of it, Really cool. Thank you so much for uh, contributing in that way. So this lunar library, well, it's a small nanotech device that resembles a DVD. It's really small. It's like a compact disc size and it's intended as a backup plan so that everything we've ever learned as human beings doesn't get lost in time. And, you know, if something were to happen, something catastrophic were to happen to Earth, this is part of our backup plan is going to the moon. And on the moon, it'll stay forever. It'll be untouched. Unless, of course, you know, there's something catastrophic on the moon as well. But it's a nice place to get some information uh, stored for us. And this has all been spearheaded by the nonprofit Arch Mission Foundation. The device is installed on Israel's lander, which launched a couple weeks ago and is expected to touch down on the moon in April, which consists of 25 nickel disks, each 40 microns thick, and the archive is built to withstand space conditions. So moon conditions, lots of radiation, uh, no atmosphere, little atmosphere. So it's built to last for a very long time, and it holds a multitude of types of data. And all of the data explains humans. So if we were to get wiped out, 
at least we're going to live on in this disc. And what does it contain? Well, it has images of books, images, uh, people, photos, illustration, documents, all of Wikipedia, the English version of Wikipedia, entire books, scientific handbooks, and a key that explains languages and translations between them. The library consists of other songs, text, and children's drawings related to Israel's history and culture as well. So this is the third in the series of the archives, and it's made to last a billion years. So it's going to be stored in several places, on Earth and also in space. So if it does last a billion years, well, we have it in numerous places. How people will find it, you know, in the future, we're not sure. Um, If other alien life will find it, that would be really cool as well. And the device contains both large text that can easily be read with a simple magnifying glass and smaller text and photos that can be accessed only using more powerful microscopes and technology. So if aliens find this thing, you know, if higher life forms find this thing, they'll see this little disc and they'll be able to notice some text on it. But they also have to peer deeper with some technology to get to the good stuff. So I'm going to take a quick break to pause for the cause, pay some bills, and I'll be right back with some more contents of the Lunar Library, how big it is and what it all contains, like what's in there. So the total size of the library in an uncompressed form is about 200 gigabytes. The library comprises more than 30 million pages of information, as well as large sets of analog data and multimedia resources, too. There's software on there. There's binary data sets. Like I said before, there's uh, photos, text, there's um, images, there's music, there's video. And it consists of 25 layers of nickel uh, nanofiche and the top four layers of analog etchings. So it's not just information about humanity, though. They have a way for people or other beings to unlock this thing. Because if they find it, how are they going to know what the heck it is? You know, it's just a shiny disc with some cool stuff on the top of it. It's really pretty, actually. Um, The top of it has uh, images of the spacecraft that landed. Um, It has the Space IL logo, the Arch Mission logo, and a bunch of beautiful colors. It's a rainbow on the top of this thing, basically. It's really cool looking. And remember when I said that the English Wikipedia is on this thing? It has about 7.5 million printed pages if printed out by a normal printer. And it has a full digital data dump. And that goes back to July 20th of 2017. And they have text and XML dumps only. And medium resources will be delivered on subsequent missions. So they have, you know, they have the, the media to these pages coming later. So they have page images which is a subset of top articles in Wikipedia, about 12,000 pages, printed out to PDF files as well. And these are also in the analog layers. And this is really cool. They have the wearable Rosetta, which is a project of the Long Now Foundation, which aims to collect information on the world's nearly 7,000 languages and create the Rosetta disk, which is an analog backup of the collection that can last for thousands of years. And so all these languages that people are speaking now, someday some of these languages are going to change. Some of these languages are going to go away forever. But the wearable Rosetta project, well, it's going to keep those around 
because it's going to be for a billion years now on these discs. So our languages will carry on far beyond the scope of humanity. So we're going to be remembered if people find these discs. Not people, but if beings find these discs and they decode them, they'll know how we spoke. They know what kind of language we used and how we communicated with one another. So we will live on for a billion years through our language. And that's absolutely incredible. And then we have the Panlex project. And it's a project of the Long Now Foundation that is building the world's largest lexical translation database. And its goal is to include every word in every single language. The Panlex database contains 25 million words in 5,700 languages sourced from 2,500 multilingual dictionaries, totaling 1.3 billion directly attested lexical translation. And the World Factbook. The entire website of the World Factbook as of July 7th, 2018. The World Factbook provides information on the history, people, government, economy, geography, communications, transportation, military, and transnational issues for 267 world entities. And it includes maps of the major world regions as well as flags of the world, physical map of the world, a political map of the world, a world oceans map, and the standard time zones of the world map. And with all this data, they need to protect it. So they put it on nickel. And nickel is great because it lasts tens of thousands of years on Earth, or forever if it's properly protected. And it lasts up to billions of years in space or on other planets if properly protected. And it can be replicated from nickel to polymer any number of times inexpensively. And polymer lasts for 400 to 700 years. So compared to humans, this will last forever. Uh, so we're going to live on. There, this project makes us live on forever. Pure 100% nickel, well, it doesn't have a half-life. It's a stable element and it lasts forever. Nickel is used in ocean motors and in rockets because its properties. Stainless steel only needs 7% of nickel to make it not rust. Hard metal that is difficult to damage physically, so it's it's a hard metal. It's not going to get hit by something and get destroyed, and it withstands exposure to a wide range of chemicals as well. And it doesn't oxidize. Well, you don't really have to worry about that on the moon, but you have to worry about that on Earth. It doesn't oxidize, so you don't have to worry about that when it's being stored on Earth. Um, and it's not affected by radiation, heat, cold, humidity, moisture, or even immersion in fresh water. Salt water, though? Well, that can gradually affect it. But even after many thousands of years of constant salt water exposure, the content on these disks will be retrievable. Now, there's no salt water on the moon, but the other things, radiation, heat and cold, moisture, now those aren't going to be a problem. And think about this. 2,000 degree Fahrenheit sustained direct heat from a blowtorch won't damage this thing. It's not affected by magnetic fields, uh, nuclear blasts, high energy cosmic rays or electromagnetic pulses won't damage the content. It is designed to preserve information in case of a nuclear war. So your data is safe. If, if a nuke goes off on the moon, well, you're safe. This information's safe. We're good to go for a really long time. Now, speaking of good to go, I got to go for today, my friends. Thank you for spending your time with me. And uh, I appreciate all of you for taking the time out of your day to hang out. So if you want to contribute, 
uh, go to patreon.com slash space news podcast. Hit that subscribe button to make sure that you get space news every single day. There's cool stuff like this happening all the time. Also on social media at space news pod. You can hit me up with any questions you have, anything you want me to cover in an episode. It's all up to you guys. So thank you so much for your time. And this has been the space news podcast. My name is Will and I will see you soon.